Want to stream eight Netflix shows at once? Google Fiber has the answer on this consumer goods edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly here with the one and only Vincent Shen. How are you today, sir? I am good, Sean. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, and uh, folks, if you're just joining us, we are here at Fool Headquarters in beautiful Alexandria, Virginia, where the uh, spring is finally here. I could not be happier. I went down to the waterfront over the weekend with my family, let my son run around. Uh, what did you do this weekend, Vince? I was at home uh, seeing the folks. Very nice. Yeah, it was very nice. Did your mom cook for you? No, she didn't, but we, we had plenty of good food. Ate out a lot, though. Fantastic. Well, uh, we are talking about Google Fiber today, and we're trying to answer the eternal question of, is it a crazy pet project or a real business by Google? Because they have known been known to do crazy side projects. Yeah, I've common, you know, a lot of people fondly refer to them as their moonshot projects. Yeah, which, I don't know, it's a moonshot. Could turn off to be awesome, could be, you know, whatever. Uh, so first and foremost, how and when did this thing get its start? Because I seem to remember everybody starting to really like be like, oh, what's Google up to back in 2009, 2010? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think the official announcement was made in, in early 2010. Yeah, like Basically saying, hey, uh, you know, we want to get something like this, like this off the ground. And they started taking... Uh, they like bids, like you know, pe- cities oh. bid on like the Olympics and stuff. They're exactly. Like, oh, what city's gonna get Google Fiber first? And some of these smaller cities, you know, they they jumped through a lot of hoops, uh, did like quirky little things to try and. Uh, we love you, Google. Exactly. <laughs> and it, I think the first few cities, like Kansas City, Provo, Austin. Well, um, and looking back, and this is the funny thing, I pretty darn sure I read somewhere that they picked Kansas City because Kansas City had a bunch of unused pipes in like their grid. Oh, is that the oh I did not whatever, see that. Is that the and case? they could easily run cables through it because I'm sure you've noticed that a lot of the cities that they've chosen are more newer modern cities that it's easier to build this kind of infrastructure because you're running fiber optic cable throughout an entire city and that's not super easy in oh i don't know new york <laughs> yeah ultimately this service requires the you know the fiber optic cables to run into people's homes so you're absolutely right there's a reason why it hasn't uh launched in like really re- some of the our biggest uh metropolitan areas yet either and so we're at uh we're talking about 34 cities now Aren't we? Yeah, it's get, it's definitely getting up there. Like I said, Kansas City, Provo, Austin were the first wave. Now we have places like uh, Atlanta, Charlotte, Nashville, Salt Lake City. So they're definitely expanding. And as of as early as 2012, there were already people at the company saying like, "Hey, this isn't just a, a pet project anymore necessarily. This this could actually work as a viable it's a real business. business." Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, how fast is it? Because I'm, I, I know we all complain about our cable. So like, I'm able to be on the Wi-Fi on my laptop and watch something on Netflix, and nothing. There's no lag. It's fine. Like, yeah, but the thing is, Sean, like, you don't, you can't really complain about something you don't have that you don't know. Because the ultimate fact of the matter is that the U.S. for internet speeds globally ranks uh, pretty poorly, considering you know the fact. Uh, our history with the internet runs so deep uh, since we were involved so much in its development. We're like 17th in the world for speed. So, uh, Who's the fastest? Isn't it South Korea? So it's the top four all in Asia. 
Yeah. Um, Hong Kong is technically the fastest, but keep in mind, like, that's pretty much a single city. So right. it's not... a much different rollout of infrastructure there than it is in the United States. But you can see that here, too, in the fact that certain areas, rural areas, are going to have super slow speeds. But uh, Delaware, Connecticut, Massachusetts, D.C. can boast some pretty good speeds that are actually comparable with some of the places in Asia. Okay. Um, it just depends on, on what so kind of So part of the U.S.'s problem is just our size. We yeah, not, exactly. It's yeah. difficult to roll out that kind, of, uh, that kind of investment for such a large country. But in terms of speed, you know, it's Google Fiber goes up to about one gigabit per second. And that is said to be about um thousand times faster than some yeah not yeah than some on average i think it's a good you know 20 times faster at least and so that gives you the ability to for example download a full-length movie in two minutes that's fantastic exactly good stuff um so do we have i you know we're talking about this a little bit you know before the show obviously um it's kind of disappointing me that we don't know if google's making any money at this um, because I, you know, I look at what the increasing profitability of the other ISPs like Comcast and Time Warner Cable, and we of course don't know what Verizon's doing profitability wise for just their cable division because you can't parse that out. But um, you know, Comcast, they, you know, back in two thousand nine, their returns on equity were you know like eight nine percent, and they've just steadily gone up to sixteen. The company they're trying to buy right now has gone from eight percent in two thousand nine to a return on equity of. Uh, for the fiscal year 2014, a, a whopping 27%. The average company in America, in America gets like 12. So this is a very, very profitable business. And is, is Google trying to get a piece of that? Or are they just you know saying, hey, guys, pick up your game. We're, we're an internet company and we want faster speeds or what? Sure. Well, ultimately, um, you know, the, Google's offering a very competitive service. In fact, so competitive. What's, what was going on in, uh, was it Austin with AT&T? Yeah, so basically the current rate structure for Google Fiber is you can get it for free if you're willing to go with the slower speeds. Um, it's like five megabits, five megabits per second yeah. download, which so, is fine. Which is, like I, okay. I could probably function with that, especially because you know it doesn't cost you anything but the the initial right. installation fee of three hundred dollars. Um, the actual Google Fiber gigabit service is seventy dollars a month. If you sign up for a year, they don't even charge you the installation fees of three hundred bucks, which is what a cheap cable internet package is right now. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, consider the fact that right now, I think for Comcast, they are thinking about they're rolling out a comparable service to Google Fiber, but there aren't any pricing details out for that right now, but just their 500 megabit service costs 400 bucks. And that's not even, that's, that's, that's half the speed. That's absurd. So the, the only other option for Google Fiber is if you add the TV service, it's about 120, $130. They give you a, a Nexus tablet to be your, to serve as your remote. You get a really nice DVR with tons of features. It's yeah, what were you telling a, me? The uh, space storage on the DVR? Oh, just like I th- like t- terabytes and terabytes of data. You can st- for shows that you can store. They also give you Google Drive space, uh, more terabytes of data that you can store up there. So it's definitely a very compelling service, and I think that ultimately, you know, something I want to touch on later definitely is how this has been a. a kicking the pants for some of the companies you mentioned you know they're taking in those really good profits but i think public awareness is starting to realize like hey we are lacking in the service that we're getting and what we're paying for and google fiber is offering something really nice here and i i'm certainly envious in the dc area we don't have access to anything like that 
I, if 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 it was rolled out here, I'd sign up. I'd be the first in line. Yeah, this exactly. This would be awesome. Um, so it's all not uh, it's not all sunshine and roses though, because um, I actually found an art, uh, article recently about the rollout in Austin. So they're in the process of getting up ramped up here in Austin, and I, I brought up Kansas City first and foremost because of the one of the reasons they picked it was because it was so easy to install this fiber optic cable because the city had all these like unused pipes. Yeah. Like, throughout the whole thing. And um, apparently in Austin, it's just it's trickier. And uh, uh, one of uh, Mark Strama, who's the head of Google Fiber in Austin, admitted he's like, yeah, so far most of our installs are in apartments. We'll be rolling out. We sent an email to the initial signups. Um, you know, just like in the neighborhoods, like uh, Lady Bird Lake and Fiberhoods and everything. They uh, uh, it's they're still getting ramped up there, and it's just trickier. So, I, what was it like? They've invested seven billion. And it would cost like a hundred and forty billion to get Google Fiber to everybody. Yeah, exactly. So, like you said, in Austin, they've had some of those delays because they didn't have that same uh, convenience with the infrastructure already being in place right. in some of their areas. But ultimately, you know, this is very capital intensive. For Google Fiber to reach about 8 million homes in the next about seven years by 2022. There's 100 million homes in America, right? They project that would cost $7 billion. So for Google Fiber to truly roll Okay, so that's what it would cost to get to 8 million homes. To be nationwide coverage, it's forecasted to be maybe $140 billion, if not more than that. So definitely a major investment. You can't see us, folks, with my jaw just dropped. Um, (laughs) Google, I mean, they made, I mean, theoretically, they could afford it if they issued bonds and funded the project or whatever. Um, I mean, they made $14.4 billion, I think, last year. Um, Is that what Google wants, do you think, though? Uh, That's a tough call, but in my opinion, I really don't think that they ultimately want to be you know, the primary ISP provide, you know, right. ISP for, like the, for not... the United States. It's just, are they prodding the guys like hurry up? Exactly. <laughs> it's a pro that's actually a really good way to look at it is that I think at some point down the road, we would have, uh, attained these speeds here in the U S what Google fiber is doing is basically forcing it and saying, we want this now we want it overnight. And as a result, it worked, you know. AT and T recently released their Gigapower service, so that launched in places like Houston, um, San Jose, Austin, Winston Salem. And, and they were saying that that's faster than Google Fiber, supposedly. Um, no, the Gigabit service from Comcast is. Oh, I'm sorry. So okay. Gigapower yeah. has two options, and it does match Google Fiber. So it has a 300 megabits per second uh, service, which is eighty dollars a month. And then they're one gigabit per second, which is $110. Keep in mind that there's a bit of controversy with that because those prices include an opt-in where AT&T can essentially track your uh, internet browsing history to serve you targeted ads. If you want to opt out of that, if you value your privacy, they charge you an additional $29 a month. So they right. don't basically snoop in what you're looking at. Right. So bring it around because obviously it's the Motley Fool and we care about investing. Um, they have not the world's greatest customer service practices, so I don't feel bad for them. But on the other hand, the internet service providers have invested, oh, I don't know, hundreds of billions of dollars to get relatively fast internet to all of us. And now this a new kid on the block, Google, comes around and uh, it's like, okay, go faster now. And so they're having to reinvest more and more and more. Is there a bull case to be made for owning shares in Time Warner Cable and Comcast and everything? Because on the one hand, you've got the FCC. You know, our FTC breathing down their necks with you know from a competitive perspective, and then not only that, but you got all this increasing competition. I'm kind of like, I don't know that I would own any of these. 
I think that companies like Comcast are they uh, might be sweating a little bit as a result of the release of, of things like Google Fiber, this push in innovation, this uh, you know extra competition. But ultimately, you know, Comcast has I think fifty seven percent market share for cable. Huge. Uh, or for technically, you know, they have in the U.S. certain monopolies in certain regions for now. Exactly. So overall, you know, when you have that kind of share, it, it you don't get unseated that easily, especially in some in a business like this where. Like you said, uh, it would cost $140 billion to roll out fiber across the country. Not how That's many not companies can realistically yeah. make that kind of investment. So now that Comcast recently released their you know gigabit service, going to launch in Atlanta to about one, one 1.5 million potential customers, they're marketing it as being twice as fast as Google Fiber at 2 gigabits per second. And they want to roll it out to really aggressively. So by year end, they want to have it available to 18 million homes. Oh, wow. And that gives you an idea of ultimately i think this just makes the companies offer a better service more you know makes them continuously more competitive and i don't think that's a bad thing for companies like comcast companies like at&t yeah i uh, i wish i was one of those homes <laughs> yeah so you know even on a local level in austin at&t because google fiber is there as well and it's 70 dollars at&t is charging 70 dollars there but in other areas where google fiber isn't available They'll charge $110. So it's just a really uh, kind of like small scale example where you can see how Google Fiber is forcing these companies to be competitive in both their offerings and the price of their offerings. So, uh, obviously, this is entirely speculative, but 10 years from now, what does the uh, landscape look for like for consumers and investors in the cable industry? 10 years from now 10 years from now 2025 for me being optimistic myself cuz i i would like to have this these speeds is i would like to think that a significant percentage of american households now have at least uh, something comparable to exactly the that okay. is available to them in their area in terms of it's just kind of think about it like maybe not everybody needs 1 gigabit speeds right now but in terms of our usage habits and and and, and innovations and the, the you know especially like media consumption and everything, we can grow into that. And having that extra leeway, it it can't be a bad thing. Yeah, very good. Okay. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Vince. Thank you, Sean. And uh, if you have any other questions or comments, feel free to email us at industryfocus at fool.com. And uh, that is it for us, Fools. Before we go, I wanted to make our listeners aware of a special offer available to all Industry Focus listeners for a subscription to Motley Fool's top-performing stock advisor newsletter. Head over to focus.fool.com to learn more about the special offer. And as always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks that they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. That's it for us fools. Thanks for listening and fool on.